0: the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home.
1: Hi, it's Carrie Van Kirk. I'm guest hosting the Hunting for Purpose podcast today because it is a few months later. And as I promised back in late July, I would come back and share with you what I've experienced through the Manifester Money Moguls program. After more than eight days, because the last episode that we put out, I had just had eight days with the materials and I shared what I had learned so far. And now I've had some time to put that all into practice and to see the changes and transformations that are starting in my life. So I talk a lot about uh, need motivation in this episode, if you're interested in that, and basically just how... Manifestor Money Moguls has been helping change my mindset and my relationship to money. So whether or not you've bought the program or you're thinking about buying the program or not thinking about it at all, I think this might be interesting kind of behind the scenes into a fellow Manifestor business owner that's, you know, just moving through, experimenting, um, coming to a better and better place with money. At least that's the intention. So let's get into it. For reference, I'm a 1-3 emotional manifester. I am a coach. I do some human design coaching, but I'm primarily an energy healer. And I help usually women who run their own businesses, but who are also writers or creatives just feel better in their lives, more deeply enjoy their existence, and get their creative projects done along the way. And in the last episode I did, I was on the precipice of launching my beta group program called A Neat Creator. All right, let's dive in. We did a good beta launch. I got seven members. My cap was 11 at this founding member's price. So seven felt like, it felt like what I expected to get, honestly. And then I just didn't have any more energy at that point to push it out. And, and I just can't push it out, right? I have that manifestor initial creative urge push but once that is over like you can't make me show up more and it's interesting because one of the things that I'm going to be focusing a lot on in this episode is in PHS so the primary health system and in manifestor money moguls that's not until all the way the very last module module 8 but I kind of skipped ahead because it's something that I have been Just getting like pings and awarenesses of this year that oh this is really important for you to understand and it's been important it's been really important for my clients as well as I am helping them so they're learning with me but I have to always be you know at least a couple steps ahead and implementing it in my own life so I can understand so one of the things in PHS which is basically the substructure of your chart. If you have, you know about your human design chart and you have those four arrows at the top, it's what's underneath the arrows. And so you can't always see that information on every chart. So like my body graph doesn't normally show it to you. I don't think Jovian Archive does either, but if you use a program like Genetic Matrix, then you can start to see what's underneath. And obviously in Manifestor Money Moguls, you get a report with all of this. So. You don't have to buy anything extra, like they'll just tell you what it is, but I have genetic matrix, so I know about. That's one way to get this information as well. And one of the things is called motivation. And you have a correct motivation for your design and you have what's called a transferred motivation for your design. Now, my correct motivation is need. And need is about being It is, it's very much what it sounds like. Not all of them, like all of them have, you know, nuances to them that are helpful to hear from someone like Holly, who's an expert in human design, but need is fairly straightforward. It is like, what do I actually need? What is needed here? What do my people need? How much money do I need for what? why do i need it right all of those things and i have found that to be so true in my experience some people seem like they can just manifest huge amounts of money like for no quote unquote no reason just because they want to they have the desire to Uh, but that's never really been my experience and i'm open to receiving more But what I found is that that happens in a super specific way for me. It's not just like, because my mind says, well, in order to be safe, you need $50,000 in savings or whatever it is. Like Anything my mind could come up with is not going to be the thing. It's like, well, what do I actually need? Can I just let the things flow? Because... Every motivation has a transferred motivation. I have need motivation, and my transfer motivation is fear, which means that if I am making decisions based on, I'm scared of the unknown, I'm scared of the future, I don't know what's gonna happen, I better prepare myself for that, for what I don't know, like that example of, well, I better have $50,000 in savings because what if the recession comes, and uh, you know what if, what if, what if? For some people, that's correct. Preparing for an unknown future is their natural motivation, but it's not mine. (laughs) Mine is, what do I need now? What do I need in the foreseeable future? What is clear that I need now? And that has been super important. One, to just accept about myself. And two, to see how my... What I am able to bring in monetarily correlates with what is actually needed in my life. And when a new need emerges, then honestly, I feel that I am unblocked enough in other ways, like I'm not afraid to initiate and to put new programs out into the world and all of that. I'm unblocked in enough ways that the money is going to come in to meet that need. And seeing that on a deeper level this past year and really over the last few months has been so helpful because it just keeps getting proven to me again and again and again that if I need it, it is coming. <laughs> and for me, that does mean that I don't, I don't like to be in a place where I am paying for things that I don't need, right? And that's an interesting little money win I had recently. So I have a virtual assistant and she's newer this year because my old one moved on. But this is something, this was a pattern that had happened with my last virtual assistant where, you know, of course, virtual assistants want to work in consistent 10 hour or 20 hour or 40 hour packages, right? So it's like you're committing to paying this much per month each month, whether you use those hours or not. And as I got this new assistant, I was like, okay, yeah, we can do 10 hours a month. But the truth is that I don't need that much time. And in the past, a few years ago, I was in this pattern of making up things to do, like just trying to fill her time rather than just being really clear about what I needed. And eventually I switched over to, I don't want to do a package each month because I don't know what I'm gonna need I just want like but this is kind of the average I know I need like I might need you to help me with social media but I don't always need someone to help with social media either I'm like not doing it <laughs> for a while or I'm doing it myself but I always need someone to send out the call replays upload the you know download them from zoom uploaded them to my clients folder let them know that it's there right? There are a few things that I always need in my business. So I was able to negotiate with her and basically say, Hey, you know, I can't keep, I don't think I even said I can't keep paying for this, you know, that I'm not using. I just said, look, it looks like I never need the full 10 hours. So can we switch to pay as we go? And I didn't know what she was going to say. You know, maybe she would say no. And then that would, be a problem for me because I you know need somebody I would have to find a replacement but she ended up saying yeah like we'll just extend you know we're right now we've used like half the hours for the month so I just cut my VA bill in half each month because it looks like in terms of what I absolutely need can get done in five hours a month that is not a lot right and that's awesome. And maybe I will expand it as needs expand, but for now, that was a an interesting money win that came from need on two levels of just being really, really clear about this is what I need and this is what I don't. It just doesn't feel in alignment with my truth. And obviously, of course, the human design backs that up. But I think it's easy to get just caught up, especially if you are aware, like in the online space and listening to money coaches and everything you can just get really mixed up about what you should be doing how you should be approaching money and what it means to be abundant when when you drill down into these deeper levels of human design there is a really specific way for you to be abundant with money and that's not going to look the same as other people and I think honestly with like with money coaches, they're probably, it, it. well, it depends. There's like the huge abundance money coaches and they have a certain vibe. And then there's probably like financial advisors <laughs> that are kind of like money coaches that have a different vibe. And honestly, like a financial advisor, maybe that's good for like a fear motivation person or a guilt motivation person. I don't know, now I'm just theorizing, obviously strategy and authority is the way to make decisions about that and i have certainly found knowing about my need motivation helpful in other ways i want to talk now about the let's see two things i want to talk about the content side of things or really the marketing side of things and then i want to talk about the abundant side of things and what i'm seeing that that is going to start to look like so let's talk about content in the past i have had successful bursts of content. I started a human design Facebook group pretty early on. I had a lot of people in there. Same thing, human design, social media account. Human design is a part of my business, but it's not even the main part anymore. The healing work is more of the, the main part for me. But I've had this experience of going viral. My, my po- I was a spoken word poet, my poetry went viral, right? But then nothing really coming from it in terms of my business and that just didn't feel great I just felt like wow now I have all these people asking me questions and it's not really turning into sales it's not really supporting me I've just kind of made myself this like free resource and that's definitely on me (laughs) in terms of like you can totally set boundaries but at the point i was on my journey i was just kind of overgiving, and i wasn't seeing results and then i would just drop off and not make any content and feel like i was kind of treading water in the same place like i had the people that knew me and loved what i did and luckily a lot of my clients work long term with me but I was having a really hard time attracting new people, attracting people that didn't know me. So I still felt like, well, content is the way to do that. So I felt like I need to shift my relationship to content and to marketing myself, and I need to find a way that I can consistently create content. And so I did. I came up with a system for a few weeks where I would take the inspiring things that came out of my weekly group session in my group program and then I would record five different videos on my camera and I would send them off to my virtual assistant to edit them and put them on instagram reels and on TikTok. and obviously this is when I was paying her more and that was kind of cool actually like I did it while I was on vacation it wasn't a lot of work it was fun and I, you know, I wasn't getting like sales yet, but I was seeing like what people were responding to and it was just cool to kind of show myself that like, yeah, this is totally possible for you to do. But an important part of this story, I think, is that I was on vacation. It was an interesting trip. It was two weeks in Slovenia and it was partially a work trip because my husband had turned it into a work trip, trip, and I was going to help him film and be part of this process of recording sounds at different like wineries, vineyards, and restaurants, and then turning them into music. It's kind of a long story. My husband does really cool work. Charlie Van Kirk, if you want to look him up. Or also goes by Charles Van Kirk. I'm not really sure which. I think both of them are out there. Anyway. We were on this trip and historically, I've had a really hard time, especially on longer vacations, not getting really stressed out. And this was a big deal because it was the first time that the money was really in place for me to not get stressed out. And part of that was renting out our house. We live in a really desirable vacation area. And so we were able to do that, which covered our lodging and our flights. We were also getting paid for the trip. And then I had some money that I had saved for the trip. And so that was just a really big deal for me because I'm used to being anxious about money during vacation. And I was able to not have that for the first time, which felt really, really good. But I still did want to work on my business some. And what I realized was that I just needed to kind of get organized and to see what is needed here. So I put together this note on my phone, which was like, to do, develop systems that make running a Nate Creator really easy. Two, cohese the brand to lead to a Nate Creator more than my 101 work. Three, prepare for a small launch in October and a bigger launch over the new year. What do I need to do for this? Four, a content strategy that feels really good to me. Five, be in the energy of this is what's happening. That's it. There's nothing to hide. Like this is what I'm doing and it's clear, right? and so as i was inspired i just started to fill in the pieces this is what i know right after every session this needs to happen this needs to happen this needs to happen at the top of the month my assistant needs to pre-schedule posts in the facebook group on this time and this time i need to create a folder so she can do that yada yada, yada. and one of the things that came through was i want a really strong welcome sequence because i had experienced joining a similar group program to mine that is focused around energy healing and the onboarding experience was incredible and I really took note of it and I was like, wow, that's the best I've ever seen anybody do that. That's what I need. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a folder of all the emails that she sent, just research how she did it so that I can go through and make it my own. And that's what I decided to do. I knew that Mercury Retrograde was coming up and it would be a good time to rework things and to work on behind the scenes things. So I said, okay, when I get home, that's what I'm going to do. And I did. And I spent a week working on a really strong welcome sequence. And then something amazing happened, which was that woman that had that had such a great onboarding experience, she released with her business partner who had set up all of her funnels and all of her Facebook ads and all the things that had gotten me into her program that I love. They had created together a product called Healer Funnels that was showing energy healers how to create a Facebook ads funnel that would work for them. And I signed up immediately. I was like, it was literally right before the new moon. And I was like, this is it. I've actually already been using her structure to inspire my onboarding sequence because it was so good. But now I'm getting the whole process step-by-step revealed to me. This is what I have been looking for. I swear, it felt like a miracle. But also, it felt like, wow, I have been doing the work. I didn't know this was, this help was coming, but here I am in position to take advantage of this. Like I know no one else on the planet is. No one else has been doing this energy healing work that I've been doing for years and trying out and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Nobody has set up their beta program. Nobody has been working on their onboarding onboarding sequence so that they're ready to implement this. No one, you know, I just felt like uniquely suited to take advantage of this opportunity and to really put it into place. And so that's kind of where you're finding me now. So I spent, I've spent about six pretty intense weeks with my regular client load and then also, Uh, working on this funnel so everything from a video to the landing page to the welcome sequence to the ads and the ad images and just making sure that everything is really good that is what I have been working on and I am just a few days out from launching my first ads and while I wasn't actively working through the money moguls materials during this time I felt like what I had learned You know, everything that I shared in the first episode really set me up well and also just shifted my mindset into being more of the CEO of my business rather than just a healer, a coach, a service provider, because this was the first time that I was like, okay, I am going to invest not just in coaching for myself, but invest in a system, invest in software to run my funnels. I'm going to be investing in ads and found a really cool way to do that of like, people get to pay for a reduced price trial, which is awesome because that means they get to try it out and then they may stay in the membership or they may not stay in the membership, but either way, I'm reaching more people, they get to see if it's for them and the money that's coming in through their trial is what gets to keep my ad costs going so that I can reach more people and solve this problem I've had for a long time, which is that, I'm not reaching new people because I've been sort of discouraged by the content not converting in the past. And that's really because I just haven't had anything set up to convert a cold audience. And cold audience just means somebody that doesn't already know me, right? Somebody that didn't meet me at a, a different like singing class or didn't meet me through referral or didn't meet me through you know mutual friends online that's where for the most part my clients have come out of that or we met in person when I lived in New York City right because we worked at the same co-working space for whatever reason that's been more of like or even a friend from high school right some of my friends from clients all my best clients have come from a closer source than content and so and that makes sense because i've been doing really intimate small group programs i've been doing one-on-one but now i'm trying to or i am scaling this program i've designed this program in such a way that people can join anytime that it can scale easily and serve the same amount of people without burning me out or reducing their experience or their results based on what they say they need when they join the program, and it can really scale. And so what I'm excited about of this, because you know, I'm in that place right now where I've invested a lot of time, I've invested some money. I don't know if it's gonna work for sure, but I know that when I saw this woman who's kind of teaching me how to do it, when I saw her program, that was when was when I felt like it was possible for me. So I know that I have that level of belief of like, this is not only possible for someone to do, it's possible for me to do. And now I am like XYZ moving through the steps to set that up. And, you know, of course, I hope that it works right off the bat. But I also know that, you know, finding the right audience, the right advertising, it might be a little bit of a, um, you know, upstart period to get it working, but I do feel more confident than ever that I've created a product that really can work in this way. And I'm like nervous and excited. There's a few more steps I have to complete over the next few days, doing the final voiceover for the video I've been working on. And I have to say it's been, I don't know if it's been hard work. It's been a lot of work. Uh, It's required so much tenacity from me especially on the tech side of things, you know, constant errors, constant asking questions via customer support on all these new platforms, realizing, oh my gosh, I need another platform to make this work. And I wouldn't recommend that for everyone, right? This is just what was correct for me, but I, you know, some people might want to hire somebody to just take care of all that tech stuff and that, that makes sense. But for me, I have a background as a virtual assistant. so. Those the tech stuff like that doesn't scare me. I had to build up a lot of tenacity skill around that and I just know that the payoff is going to be worth it. Here's an interesting thing that happened. While I was on vacation in Slovenia, I believe it was the full moon, and I got an email from somebody that was again was like a mutual acquaintance and she helps people with Facebook ads and she was doing a sale. And I didn't even know yet that I was going to be doing as, or that this whole healer funnels like method was going to appear in my life two weeks later to set me up to do all this. But I knew that I just had this spark. It was like, you have to book an appointment with her because basically she was offering 40% off her packages for consulting and you just had to book a call to discuss if it was the right fit before the end of the month. And I, it was like 11 PM at night. I was in a tent. I was glamping <laughs> by this, the Socha river and uh, said, I want to get on the schedule. And it was so wild because by the end of the month, I knew exactly why I had said yes to that. And I was set up and it was like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I'm doing. And I need someone to help me through. So that has been amazing too. So these investments oh yeah, that's kind of a fun story. So for that package, it was like $480. That was the great sale price. And I was just sort of checking in of like, okay, what do I want to use to pay for this? Do I want to use my checking account, my savings account, a credit card, this credit card, or that credit card, right? I was just kind of checking in with my intuition and I got pay it from your savings. And I was like, okay, so I looked at my savings and it was really bizarre because there was literally, I think maybe it was $470. It was like a few dollars off of what I needed. That much money was unaccounted for in my savings. And I still cannot figure out why, like why that was there. Cause I track everything really closely, but I was like, oh, it's there. I can just, that wasn't allocated anywhere yet. Cause I separate for like taxes and a baseline savings and, I have a donation to a nonprofit that I send at the end of the year based on a program enrollment. And like, that was all, none of it was accounted for. So we're like, okay, that's that's where that's going. So that felt pretty magical and supportive. And the big thing was just accepting who I am and what I need, what through my trial and error process, that line three, I've discovered about myself. And I know that having something that works in the background using ads to bring new people in does feel really good for me. And it makes me know that one, I don't have to be as consistent in my content, my organic content, because I have a machine running behind the scenes. And then when I do make content, I can still point them towards the funnel. And it's still gonna work for me so that now, if I do go viral again, something will happen from that because it's set up for that to happen. And I have just never been set up to take advantage of that before. So it actually makes me excited to create new content and to play with it and make some stuff that feels even better to me than just kind of doing it to get it done. Cause honestly, that's the energy I've been in around content for a while. Ugh. And I just think that's really interesting from a manifestor perspective as a whole. When I was younger and it was my emotional authority, my highs and lows that were really driving a more artistic expression online, that felt really good. I was impacting people and I was like in high school or college, so I didn't need to make money, right? But now that I'm an older manifester and one, my emotions are not as all over the place as they used to be because of the healing work that I do because I coach myself and I know that it's okay to have lows and that doesn't mean that everything is falling apart now i want my content to create results for me and i think i had a slight feeling bad about that that is more like generator conditioning which is around like well just making content like you should be doing what you love making content should light you up you should be so excited and just to serve and and all of that and to give value but here i am one, just being a manifester, but two, a completely open sacral. Three, I have a not completely open heart, but an undefined heart. So the the giving and the value in that way is just not what it's about for me. So I guess I just wanna say that if you're a manifester and you feel like weird about, but I don't want to give, I don't have all this energy to give in my content. Well, I don't know, baby. Advertising is something that you should look at. Um, again, following your strategy and authority always, but we don't all operate the same way. And since we're not operating like the majority of the population, we just always have to keep remembering that because it just can make you feel guilty or make you feel like you're you're doing something wrong or you're not generous or enough or, enough or something. But I've just come to the term come to terms with the fact that like the most generous thing that I can do is give people this low-cost trial so they can come and experience the full thing and then decide for themselves whether they like it or not but if i'm pushing myself to make content that's never gonna feel good and for me i know that some people like to have team that can help them with content and i've kind of tried that but it's never really worked out. It's never flowed. It's never felt like the right move. And I really don't want to manage people either. I want to keep my business as streamlined as possible because I know what I want my lifestyle to look like. And that's the last thing that I want to talk about in terms of need motivation. And it's funny that like, I'm like, oh, I should be sharing more about money moguls. But honestly, coming at need motivation from all these different levels has been probably the biggest thing over the last few months alongside just acting more like a CEO in my business so if you're thinking about joining manifestor money Mobiles and you're not sure I think that this is actually a pretty good example like there's so much content in here there's so much to learn and when you find something that really resonates with you whether it's like a certain money block or problems using your authority when it comes to money or something in your identity center or in your PHS, like you can work each part of this program really in depth and spend a few months on it. And then the next thing will come through and you have it as a resource to go back to. But also it's just kind of been in my background awareness of like, oh yeah, since I joined this, I am operating with money differently than I have in the past. That is the intention of joining this, right? Of setting myself up to make more money in alignment with my true energy. And that's what it's doing behind the scenes. So I'll tell you one more thing about my need motivation and abundance. If you're need motivation, you're getting kind of a fun little behind the scenes process in this. Uh, And then we will wrap up. So in the past, when I thought about my need motivation, even just honestly a couple months ago like in August I kind of felt like it was limiting me because how could I increase my income if my needs don't increase and yeah I also knew that my needs now are very different from what my needs were when I was 22 obviously I was making when I was making like eight dollars an hour at a cafe right so my needs have changed and that has happened naturally over time But I've also been seeing how saying yes to certain things opens me up to bigger things. So for example, the same day that I was launching my beta version of my group program, I got an email from a singing teacher that I really like. And my background is that I was gonna be a singer songwriter and then I couldn't sing without pain. It's been a long, (laughs) Long ass story to heal my voice, and I really liked her warm ups on YouTube the best. I bought a course from her, etc. etc. She was opening up a vocal mastery lab, a small group program that also had one on one support at a really great price. And so I was like, Yes, this is what I need, and I signed up for that. And that has been really helping me the last few months. Well, one of the reasons that I want to make more money or even just the same amount of money, but in a lot less time in my business is so I can record an album is so that I can bring my music out there. And it was just really interesting to see how investing in this program, which added like $300 a month to my total what I need monthly prepared me to be in that next step where I could go, Oh my gosh, yes. And I want to perform live with a band. And that led me to making this really awesome set list that I'm super inspired by. And I'm like, I want to make this real. And that feeling is so important to me because when I was thinking more just like, oh yeah, I should record an album before I get pregnant because it's going to be harder. There just wasn't really enough juice, but I was kind of getting ahead of myself, but I knew that if I listened to This is what I need. I'm in that part of my journey where I need to just work on my voice consistently. And then doing that for a few months, also seeing that the money keeps showing up for me to do that for a few months, then leads me to a place where, oh, I can find the thing that I am genuinely excited about. Like, oh yeah, I want to be able to pay people to come rehearse with me for like, Four times, and then do the show, and I want to be doing that on like a Thursday, and I want to pay my husband so that he can do that on a Thursday, cause he's a, cause he, cause he's a drummer. And suddenly I see, like, oh, this is the picture. Because I gave myself what I need, what I needed, that actually expands me, to be in more full alignment with this greater vision for my life, which is this group program covers all my money needs so that I can create on a Thursday. And I need to create on a Thursday because there's this thing, this performance that I really wanna bring through. Now it feels so much more tangible to me. And I know that when something feels that tangible to me, it's going to expand because suddenly it moves from a nice to have Like, oh, wouldn't that be nice to know this is a need? Same thing with the vacations, actually. I realized because I had it was the first time I was able to do vacation in such a way that there was exercise built in because we were cycling to our different destinations, taking some trains, but also cycling and carrying all of our stuff in our gear. So I felt really good because I was exercising, but I was on an electric bike, which is great for manifestors because I didn't do all the work and then we it was partly a work trip and i saw that wow i really like a 2 week vacation in a beautiful place when i can have built in exercise but not too much and a work trip built in because that's just it's just what i like and so a really cool opportunity has come up again my husband has a project on reunion island next year which is close close to mauritius and madagascar in the southern hemisphere Um, off the southern coast of uh, East Africa. And so he got a grant to go do this project. And of course I want to go, and we're talking about spending three weeks, four weeks there. Okay, awesome. Again, suddenly a nice to have this ideal of, oh yeah, I'd like to be able to travel more, becomes a reality. It's like, oh no, you need to be able to spend a month in Reunion Island next year that's a need now and of course I can do that they actually have pretty good internet so I could keep my normal client load but need like to fully enjoy that and be in that experience I need the group to be there um, and and again I don't want to come at it from a fear place of like oh my gosh if I don't have the group there by now what's gonna happen it's like no like whatever projects are up for me at that moment, I might still be doing copywriting on the side. I might still be, you know, having a handful of one-on-one clients. I will get what I need, but also it just up levels my reality. And it's like, this isn't just a pipe dream. This is something that's definitely happening next year. And so let's get ourselves set up to do that in the best way possible while also trusting that the universe is taking care of me. Okay, the final thing around this is really important because it was a place that I was totally in my transferred motivation, fear motivation, and that is around getting pregnant because I know that that's going to happen sometime next year. I mean, you know, you never know, but in terms of our like life planning plus our intuition, that's what's happening. And that's definitely been a big motivator of getting this group program going so that I have that security, you know, so that I can give myself a maternity leave and all of those things that I don't get from the United States government or from a job, right? Because I've only run my own business. So, but it was interesting because I realized that I have been a little bit more in the fear place of being scared that if I don't make this happen, then I will will be miserable as a new mom because I am a manifester and I'm not really built for caregiving. Like there's not much caregiving in my chart in terms of physical caregiving. You know, the energy is just not consistently there. I know it's going to be hard, but I also know from my emotional authority that it's like, it's going to happen. It's one of those things I think that is totally part of my human story. So everything that's read in the chart and the body side and it's not part of my mind like my mind my soul my personality is really not interested in having a kid but my body is like yes this is happening my husband and i connect with the 59 six mine is unconscious his is unconscious six his is 59 conscious and it's just like okay this is happening but before i was approaching it more of like well i have to record an album before I have a kid or get pregnant because if I don't, then I'll never be able to. That is fear motivation, right? If I um, don't, you know, scale my income and I don't feel secure, then somebody's going to have to get a real job. Again, fear motivation. That was transference. So now I'm not, I haven't fully gotten there yet, but what I'm trying to do is shift the story so that I'm being like, so that it is coming from need so for me need sounds more like i'm a manifester and i'm gonna need help with child care right my husband can take some of it but he needs space to do his work run his business do his creative work as well so we're going to need some help with that we're gonna need resources to pay for childcare. That's not a question. I also need to continue to have space for my own creative work, for exercise, for self-care. These are things I know that I need to stay healthy and happy even when I'm a new mom. And so when I look at it like that, it feels so much better because I realized there was also this unconscious thing of, well, if I build a group program that gives me a lot of time, then we could save money because I could be the caregiver most of the time. But I don't actually want to do that. That was lack. That was scarcity thinking. So it's like, no, like I want to build the group program so that there's money and that I have a consistent funnel that brings in new people without me having to make that effort. I just have to deliver really well on the other side. and, And then yeah, and I'm still gonna pay for childcare, right? Even though my time is gonna be freed up so that I could be more of a primary caregiver if I wanted to be, no, just being like, I'm still gonna have good childcare so that I can take care of myself. Because honestly, that's part, of, I mean, my, my own well being and my mental health and all of that comes first, but it's also part of my business and my ability to inspire other people and to show them what's possible. Like, if I'm not doing that, if I'm sacrificing my creative work to spend all this time, you know, caregiving, that's not, that just doesn't feel like it's in alignment with me. And I know I'm just like, can hear the moms like rolling their eyes when they're like, yeah, but you might, (laughs) you might change your mind on the other side. And that's true. I might, I might love it and want to be not a full-time caregiver, but like more of a caregiver in my mix of things, that's totally possible. But from what I have observed thus far, I don't wanna make that decision out of lack or scarcity. I wanna make that decision because that's what I see that I need at that moment. But right now, I wanna set myself up for feeling really good about motherhood and knowing that I'm still gonna have time for my creativity, I'm still gonna have time for my self-care, I don't need to sacrifice those things. And that makes me feel so strong. And it also is just deeply meaningful to me. Like having motherhood where you can take care of yourself and be creative, that is not a story that has been fed to me by my family or by the media or people I know. That has just seemed out of reach unless you are quote unquote rich. And so to think that I could set myself up in this really positive way makes me feel like evolution is happening makes me feel like like i'm getting free on a whole new level and creating new possibilities for other people maybe you listening right if you were before this that part of your life and for my future you know future generations like <laughs> seems a little corny but i think it's true more of these options as much as i would love for you know, paid family leave to be part of the the picture in the United States. That's not gonna happen in the next year. Thought it might if some of the like legislation had passed in twenty twenty one, but it but it didn't. So here we are. And yeah, what do I need not only to get by, not only to survive, but what do I need to feel really good? Whew Those are some big thoughts to end on. So like I said, maybe there's more to report in the future, but if this does happen to be my last episode, thank you so much for following along with this journey. I hope that some of what I said was helpful to you. I hope that you get everything you can from the Manifester community, from the free resources, from Paying for Money Moguls, which is now evergreen. So you can sign up at any time and you can also get the call recordings. That's one of the things. I was so excited about these like quantum money healing call recordings and then I just couldn't make them and I haven't even watched the replays yet. So I'm excited about that. There's so much in this program to explore and it's just really healing your relationship with money, with wealth, with working with your energy and making money is just so incredibly worthwhile. So I hope you're doing it in the way that is correct for you and I'm sending you lots of love. Later.
0: Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to,